This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Your boy, your brother-in-arms, Isaac, Ike, Feldman is in the house. Literally, I am in the house. Downstairs, more specifically. I don't know why men choose the downstairs as their spot. The dungeon, the darkness, the coolness. We lurk underneath vid but what's up everybody i'm doing well happy new year it's been two weeks i believe since i've recorded an Iktagon. i believe it's the perfect time to do it two weeks already into the year 50 more to go hope you guys are doing well i better hold up my goal again to record a hundred episodes of the Iktagon at minimum uh, I try not to count the interviews. I consider the podcast, the intro, the outro type of deal, uh, event recaps, just, just rifting. I consider that episodes. So trying to do a hundred of those this year and, uh, stay in shape, continue to be a good son, father, husband, business partner, training partner, uh, teammate, brother, and friend, and uh, just stay consistent. That's it. That's it. And uh, yeah, very excited for what this year holds. Life is only getting better. When you have kids, you can feel... You can feel the pressures to make things happen. The things that you really want to happen. Because I guess people, ironically, have kids around the same time that they are trying to establish themselves for the rest of their lives. You know, that... What's the window, the 20 to 40 age range people typically have kids? And you would say that those two decades are probably the most crucial decades of some person's life. They're trying to establish themselves, um, make sure the hopefully 60 to 80 years after are lined up beautifully, you know, uh, some people do go to college in their 50s and their 60s and they figure out what they want later in life or they always knew what they wanted but they couldn't get there earlier 
maybe they had kids. Maybe they had to make ends meet, take a job for many years that they didn't like. Maybe some circumstance. Maybe they moved to a new country. People will always do what they want in one way or another, whether it's in retirement or whether it's during college. Uh, People will find a way to do what they want. And... uh, Yeah, I'm uh thank the Lord I'm I'm doing what I want to do. Um recording. I'm healthy, feeling strong, training's going well. Life is beautiful. Hard work always pays off. And uh yeah, yeah. A lot more of the local stuff, of course, Strong Island MMA. Born and bred in my blood. Went to the city to enhance and polish the media skill for a couple of years, but your boy came back to the island. Um, obviously, a wonderful opportunity with uh, WFAN, CBS Sports New York, CBS Sports Network nationwide, and uh, came back to the island. Started a family, got a house, luckily, amazingly, and uh, got a job with NBC. Oh my gosh, the past experience with WFN and CBS Sports paid off, and uh, now, spinning it forward, I finally feel uh, the most comfortable doing exactly what I want, writing articles, interviewing top fighters, legends, champions, young superstars. It's it's amazing. And um fifteen to twenty minutes near the one of the best gyms in the world in Sarah Jiu Jitsu Academy. It's incredible. My wife is a martial artist. We'll get to that at a later date. Um, And just grateful, happy, staying patient, knowing that things are going to unfold how they are supposed to. And uh, just trust in the path, trust in the plan, staying positive, and again, always working hard. What what did Michael Bisbing make fun of Luke Rockhold before their UFC 199 fight? He said, believe, achieve, and go fuck yourself. He was making fun of Luke Rockhold reading the, the secret book. Well, I would like to add to that quote, the believe and achieve saying. It's believe, achieve, and work your fucking ass off. And... I got to work better at not cursing. That is my uh, New Year's resolution to not curse on or off the air. Uh, I kind of sneak in a couple of curses when I go to the gym. But I am uh, my wife and I are working on that not to curse. Uh, so far, so shaky. I mean, so far, so good. It, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a work in progress. 
But, uh, yeah, 2024 will be more progress because of the work. And 2023 was an excellent year. Uh, Always learning, always improving, always learning more about myself, always trying to be better. But on the, the pro UFC circuit, the fights once again were amazing. Guys, we are past the Conor McGregor era, okay? I am lucky enough that I tuned in right as it was happening. 2014, 2015, 2016, and then the Money McGregor 2017, the turn. And then the darkness versus Khabib. And then the pandemic happens. Probably connected to Conor McGregor's darkness. It just encompassed the whole world. He was so dark at that point. Deep in a bottle of proper 12. Deep in the pockets. Smiling ear to ear. Rich. A madman he was. And then he sobered up. And he fought Cowboy Cerrone, UFC 246, and he looked amazing. He looked like he was a proper welterweight, not the welterweight that we saw at UFC 196 or UFC 202. Uh, He looked as if it was him versus Eddie, just pumped up a little. He looked like a proper 155 fighter against Eddie Alvarez. He looked like a proper 170 fighter. He was explosive. He was strong, quick, determined uh, against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. That was the shoulder strike fight and then the beautiful roundhouse kick around the guard of Cowboy Cerrone. Literally, it was wonderful performance. And then the pandemic hit. I'm I'm screwing up my timeline. And then the pandemic hit. That was January 2020. And then the pandemic hit March, obviously. And then, yeah, he just came back a year later. And he said he didn't drink for that camp against Cerrone. I believe him. He celebrated. There's videos of him just going nuts. Um... Well earned though. And then uh, uh Dustin Poirier, this the rematch, the second one. UFC two fifty seven in Abu Dhabi. I think that was the biggest show uh for the UFC uh at the time. I think it was five thousand people in Fight Island. And then McGregor versus Poirier 3, UFC 264. Poirier once again looked sharp. And uh, he was putting it on McGregor like he did at 257. Seemed like it was starting to trend in the favor of Poirier. And then McGregor cracks his leg. So, yeah, that's where we're at with McGregor. Guys, we are past the McGregor stage, okay? If if I didn't just bore you with that, uh lay out those that freaking timeline. I do not have his Wikipedia in front of me. I'm not just reading down it. Um 
literally, 2015, 2016. I was just talking with my boy on the phone. He was like, yo, thank you for pulling. We were in a nightclub in the city, uh, dancing, A-track, heads will roll, awesome time. And all of a sudden, I, I see the clock. I'm following along with the fights, the results. It's about 11.15. I go, guys, we got to get out of here. Guys, uh, I looked up. There's a UFC bar here. Guys, we got to go. Uh, they're like, all right, it's like only a, we're just getting started. And I'm like, nope, we got to go. We got to go. Trust me, there's this famous Irish guy that if he wins UFC 194, it's going to set the world on fire. What do you freaking know? He pulls it off against Jose Aldo. My my boy was like, yo, that was cool, man. That was cool. So uh, I'm happy that I was able to bring uh, my circle uh, into the McGregor Prime, uh, the rise before the UFC sale, before breaking into New York, before he boxed, before it got crazy with Khabib. I'm glad the people closest to me got to see what McGregor did, what he accomplished, what he set out to do. He he spoke it, talked it, he walked it. And, uh, yeah, I think people understand the passion. That was on volume 10, but it's always at a volume 8. And yes, we are past the McGregor era, but the volume is still high. We can still hear the music. You have Alex Pajeda, you have Alex Volkanovsky, Islam Makhachev, Leon Edwards, Ilya Tapor is coming out, Sean O'Malley's doing his thing, Tom Aspinall's trying to do his thing, Stipe and John Jones are still doing the damn thing. So while it's not just one gold ticket in the form of McGregor, the chips are spread out on the table. It's the same value. It's just spread out. And people may not see that. They're like, well, when's McGregor come back? Then I'll watch. Well, when's uh, John Jones going to come back? Then I watch. If you guys are waiting for John Jones and Conor McGregor to fight, you're missing out. You are literally missing out. If if you if you're being pulled in by Colby Covington, you're probably mentally ill. If he's the one who's pulling you in to watch cards, you're probably mentally ill. But other than that, uh, if you're if you're waiting for the the Ronda, the Brock Lesnar, the DC out of retirement, Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, it's like man, yeah, you're gonna be waiting a while. That's why it's very interesting. I want to see who's right. My prediction for UFC 300 is that we are going to have a big splash superstar come out of left field to maybe not be a main event, but be co-main, three-rounder, something something wild. Uh, I don't know what it is. A lot of things are being teased, but it is... Uh, I think something's going to happen. I believe uh, Ariel Hawani and was it Rick Jackman, uh, New York Rick, Eric, he, uh, er, yeah, Eric Jackman, I'm sorry. Um, they both believe that this is 
the UFC. This is the modern day UFC, and I'm trying to think like, are they uh, are they sourpuss about something? Like, do they? I don't know. Like, I don't know why they just they're kind of saying this is the UFC how it is. Like, you're gonna you're gonna sound like sports radio talk talk heads. Like, if you're just I don't know. Uh, always bashing it like always kind of pessimistic not truly optimistic it's been amazing to hear Ariel Hawani's like support and appreciative nature and continuous support of Francis Ngannou's boxing journey and yeah, there is a tinge of a punching up deal with Ariel at Dana White. I get it. I've punched up to Ariel before, but I've made sure I made amends. I've made sure I made amends. I don't think, I don't know what Ariel will do to make amends with Dana White. Everything's been fired. Uh, I feel like Dana White's talked to God following the slapping his wife incident last January. But I would remain optimistic. I would remain truly optimistic uh, that we are going to get something special. Yeah, the card is looking great so far. We got to we got a we have a an elite martial artist card this is like turning into last year's super bowl with Kansas City and Philadelphia what was it 40 to 36 something like that just Incredible, incredible quarterback play. Incredible clean football. The game was smooth. It was literally like a 5-4 soccer elite Premier League, elite La Liga game, championships game. Uh, It was just beautifully played. I think that's what we will see with UFC 300 is just elite martial artist chess players who will make the first mistake who will capitalize on the mistake? Are we going to see just epic performances of sheer fighting genius? I believe so. Is it going to be the bloodbath, uh, brawl, the ground and pound? No. I feel like they're putting elite of the elite martial artist on that card and it's very exciting to see very exciting to see i would love to see balal muhammad versus shavkat rachmanov i believe that's the fight um leon is probably waiting to see what happens with UFC 297. 
if it's Strickland, I think he is ready to fight Strickland. I don't know if he wants to fight Duplessis. That may be too big of a challenge. If Duplessis walks through Strickland as he's been walking through Darren Till and Robert Whitaker, that may be too much. But Strickland, who doesn't wrestle, who doesn't have loads of power, I believe Leon Edwards would totally like that match. Maybe they could turn it around for UFC 300. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Um, but that is if Strickland wins. I would love to see Islam Makachev versus Leon Edwards, but I'm hearing that Islam is a firm believer in his religion and in Ramadan and partakes heavily in Ramadan. And April 13th, UFC 300 in Vegas is right in the midst of Ramadan, and that will not work for the UFC lightweight champion moving up to face Leon Edwards or fighting somebody. It, from what I'm hearing, it it it's not his style. Bilal Muhammad has trained and fought through Ramadan. Go look at his Vincent Luque performance. It was wonderful. It was dominant. It was nonstop pressure. Do they do Bilal, Leon Edwards? I would say as a last resort. I would say the first resort is Nate Diaz, Leon 2. You get that money fight. You get a championship fight. You get a fight that you could put at the top of the card. Uh, I think that would motivate Diaz. Uh, Also... I would say after that would be Leon versus Strickland. Yeah, it's a very, very close second. Um, Strickland's closing the gap with the Nate Diaz's of the world, the Jorge Masvidal's of the world. He's closing the gap. He gets this win. He is, I'd say he's on par with Masvidal, and he's one short step away from Diaz. If he beats, man. If he dominantly beats Drekus Duplessis, very close to that Nate Diaz, John Jones stardom. Very close. Very close. It'll be interesting. I want to know what level of superstar we get in this post-McGregor era. Um, You know, UFC being on the ESPN platform always helps. I hope they re-up. I hope this is a 25-year relationship. It's literally beautiful they literally use the same freaking font look at it ufc espn they use the same font it is meant to be it is a match made in heaven so enough of 2024 and looking forward and goals Let's get to some of my awards in which I gave out on GiveMeSport.com. Shoutouts to GiveMeSport.com for giving me the opportunity to give them sports content. I love the management, love the coworkers, love the team, the staff. I feel like I am in the place I am supposed to be. So... Let's get to some 
awards. UFC debut fighter of the year for 2023. Bo Nickel went 2-0 with one knockout, one sub. From bursting on the scene from the Dana White Contender Series. I think he did two fights in maybe five or six weeks. Looked phenomenal. Obviously has that deep wrestling knowledge and pedigree under his belt. Looked phenomenal in 2023. Two wins, two finishes. What's next for him? A lot of people were worried that maybe he's spacing out his fights too much. He just says he wants to really work on getting better. And like you hear often, it's hard to get better when you have an opponent's name in front of you. When you're in the offseason, you can do R&D, research and development, and it makes sense. I think it's a uh, smart, wise move by Bo Nickel. He can be the Tom Brady of MMA. No joke about that. He attacks fighting as if he's like an NFL player. Doesn't just see it as brutal strength or toughness or uh, me versus you. He is studying and beating his opponents long before they ever step in the cage. And that is a professional athlete style. And... Sky's the limit for Mr. Bo Nickel. Very excited to see what he will do in 2024. Like I said before, high-level chess players are on UFC 300. Bo Nickel takes on Cody Brundage, UFC 300. It's going to be one of those, like, you look back, you're like, yeah, Bo Nickel was on that card. Bo Nickel was on that card. So, very, very exciting. The UFC comeback fight of the year, where... One fighter was losing and then just absolutely turned the tables like Pat Barry versus Czech Congo. Oh, my gosh. That's like the ultimate turn of the table fight in UFC history. But UFC comeback fight of the year for 2023, CJ Vergara versus Daniel Lacerda. Vergara was weathering the onslaught. From Daniel Lacerda, wheel kicks, powerful crosses, just waves and waves of offense. But somehow, Vigera was able to deal with the heavy adversity and turn the tables on Lacerda. Once he cleared his head, got the cobwebs out of there. It was very terrible visual. Uh, I believe it was Jason Herzog was the, the referee, but... Vigera is just wobbling all over. He was he was sprinting around the cage at one point, similar to Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz or uh, Alexander Gustafsson versus John Jones. Uh, literally holding on for dear life. Buzzed a whole bunch of times, but uh, he is from Texas, and the fight was in Texas. He just turned the table. Lacerda is probably freaking exhausted from beating him. And amazing, amazing performance. Go check that out. If you have the ESPN Plus UFC subscription, go check that fight out. It was beautiful violence. The UFC Comeback Fighter of the Year. And 
also, I believe, can be a breakthrough fighter of the year in 2024. Challenge for a UFC strawweight title. The female could be none other than Tatiana Suarez. She is the rising flyweight contender. But... Yeah, did she? Yeah, is she? Did she did? Uh, she did strawweight. She is the strawweight, right? Let me see that. Cause I know she did a flyweight fight, which is one twenty-five. But I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. She's back at strawweight. She's back at strawweight. So yeah, imagine. She's a champion at the end of 2024. That is a realistic possibility for Tatiana Suarez. She has phenomenal wrestling. She's up there with her grappling abilities in women's history with uh, Sarah McMahon, I believe, who won a silver medalist in wrestling at the Olympics. Ronda Rousey won a bronze medalist in judo. Uh, Kayla Harrison, great wrestler. Carla Esparza, great wrestler. But Tatiana Suarez, she is long. She has great cardio. She is strong. And she seems like she fights with some type of like inner vigor that she just wants to unleash on her opponents. And it shows 2023, 2-0, two subs. Excellent. Very, 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 very pumped for her. So... Moving on, I was listening to the Anik and John, what, the John Anik and Ken Flo podcast, and of course with Ray Longo, uh, they were doing their award show, and I put out my awards uh, before them, but I was glad we were in alignment uh, with the submission of the year, I believe Kenny Florian saw it the way I did, the smart way, the only way. Uh my man Kenny. Alexa Grasso uh getting the submission over Valentina Shevchenko. UFC two eighty five. Yeah, yeah. She broke the streak. Valentina was undefeated at flyweight. I believe she was on like a nine fight win streak since her move to flyweight from Bantamweight. And unbelievably, the quiet, the humble, Alexa Grasso is the one that knocks down the Kyrgyzstanian champ. Unbelievable. Great job by Alexa Grasso. Mexico's own Viva La Mexico, another champion for Mexico, Brenda Moreno. If you want to count Yair Rodriguez, go for it. If you want to count Cain Velasquez, sure, go for it. But... Alexa Grasso got the job done. Very happy for her. My 2003 submission of the year. Go check out the John Anik and Kenny Florian and Ray Longo. At this point, Ray Longo should be in the title. Go check out their podcast. So my knockout of the year, I believe somebody on that podcast also agreed with me on this. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Bajeda 2, UFC 287. Oh my goodness, was this a knockout? Now, uh, some of, some people are 
going with the Josh Emmett over Bryce Mitchell knockout, which was absolutely vicious and violent. But in my opinion, you have to also weigh the stakes of the knockout. For me in 2015, Conor McGregor over Jose Aldo was the knockout of the year because there was a title on the line. You know, it wasn't the first fight of the night where nobody was in the stands or maybe it was 5% filled the arena. No, everybody was there to see Conor and he pulled it off. And everybody was there to see Israel Asanya versus Alex Pajeda 2 in Miami. I was there, so you know it was big. UFC 287, unbelievable I'm a huge Alex Perheta fan. Obviously love what Izzy does, but just a big fan of how just, I don't know, Alex Perheta's persona and stuff. But got to tip your hat to what Izzy did. Just unfreaking believable performance by the Nigerian-born New Zealand resident. Unbelievable performance, Israel. The last style bender out of Sanya. Ice cold with the finish timed and countered Alex Pajeda Alex Pajeda was relaxed and calm and probably had memories of the previous fights where he's in that zone and he was just waiting to find that opening and it would present himself and Izzy would break but Izzy countered the counter he kind of drew Pajeda in and then just snatched him with that bear trap overhand right Beautifully landed, just ice cold. And again, Pajada had a full training camp. Bryce Mitchell did not. This was for a belt. That fight was not. This was a main event. That fight was not. You got to weigh in the stakes. And it was truly vicious as well. And people must not be fooled by Israel Adesanya's frame. The dude is skinny and lanky, but he has pop. Plenty of pop. So, two more categories. Uh, people were given the award to Aldana and Rosa for their incredible prelim fight, UFC 296. Uh, what else did I hear for fight of the year? Uh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. I heard somebody suggest and it was a pretty good one, but... It's not the fight of the year. Again, you have to weigh the circumstances. You have to weigh the implications of the winner in the fight. What does it mean? Uh, how how does it affect UFC history? And t- to me, UFC 284's main event was my fight of the year. Islam Makhachev versus Volkanovski won the first fight. was absolutely stunning. The atmosphere was crazy in Australia. Just the crowd was just palpitating with energy. Well, the energy was palpable. What the hell am I talking backwards? Um, Makachev with the striking to drop Volkanovski. Volkanovski with the defensive counter wrestling. Volkanovski dropping Makachev. Makachev showing that he's got striking. Just a back and forth beautiful chess match that fight right there is what will happen on UFC 300 just the arts at their highest sporting level okay it just won't be 
beautifully violent. It will also be athletes on that night. That's that's the only way I could put it. Aljamain Sterling, Bo Nickel, Whaley Zhang, Alexander Rakic, Yuri Prohaska. Like the UFC is trying to make like uh, an all abs card. It's it's truly special, special athletes who will be fighting on that card. And that's what the UFC fight of the year in 2023 was for me. That is sport. Okay, if you're looking for the Diego Sanchez, Clay Guida, Slop Fest, those are fun. Those are incredible. Those are Hall of Fame worthy. But I want to bring this sport to the Patrick Mahomes, the Tom Brady level. Toughness, yes, of course. But there has to be execution, a game plan, and beauty to it. Ilya Tapora versus Alexander Volkanovsky. One of those Olympic fights. Heart, of course. Somebody may do something that shows so much heart. They may look tired. Like Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman. That is sport at its highest level. The fighter of the year was in the fight of the year. It's Islam Makachev. I don't put too much stock into what he did against Volkanovski on short notice. He had all the advantage, absolutely all the advantage. Uh, The training camp, uh, home turf, it's in Abu Dhabi. They love Islam there. I don't know how Volkanovski did that and then traveled, did everything he did. Absolutely incredible. But, yeah, just to show up at the fight was a win for Volkanovski. And I'm very excited to see how he does in his next fight, February 17th in Anaheim, Anaheim, California, against Ilya Taporia. That's... That's a must-watch. That is truly a must-watch for any fight fan. So, um, yeah, not much stock into UFC 294. For me, it was, yeah, he got the job done. Untouched, unscathed, another victory, another bag. But what was really amazing was... His UFC 284 performance. I don't think enough people gave credit for that. I think Joe Rogan was watching it drunk or high. Maybe both. And he's just anointed Volkanovski with the win. And I don't think that was fair. It kind of skewed history a little. Uh, For mainstream fans. And Volkanovski looked great. Confident. But Islam won that fight, and it was an amazing fight to see. So those are my 2023 awards. Great talking with you guys. Thank you guys for being patient. I know I ranted a little at the beginning, but it is a new year. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since I dropped one of these, and I just... 
Glad you guys are tuning in. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm about to get back to writing articles. I love you guys. Stay positive. Talk to you soon. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.